0: everyone. This is Chris and Sandy. with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up. Tell a person with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say, on every of us, we got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: Yes, we have Gracie Carroll with us today. She is a country pop singer-songwriter. At the age of 17, her true colors emerged after singing with country music legend Keith Urban on his Raise Them Up tour at Riverbend Music Center. He then invited Gracie to audition for American Idol season 14, making it to the first round of Hollywood Week. Now living in Nashville, Tennessee, she has written, recorded, and released an abundance
2: of singles.
0: And we're excited to have her own show. i we're going to come out Nashville before the um, show. So yes. we're excited. But welcome to the show.
2: Welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and to finally, for the first time, I've seen you guys' show for so long, and now I'm finally on it. So it's such an honor. <laughs>
0: Oh, we appreciate that. Oh,
2: we do.
0: <laughs> it's definitely been a crazy journey for us. And we'll get to that in just mm-hmm. a minute because, you know, this last 12 to 15 months has been rough on a lot of people. Um, so how did COVID affect you and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this new maze we have
2: So, okay, the COVID story for me is actually super crazy. If you're here to sit down and listen for a sec. (laughs) So I actually worked on a cruise ship the beginning of when COVID started. And I was out at sea. um, I started January of 2020. Everything was perfectly fine. Um, You know, I was singing country music every single night on the ship. I got to travel the world. It was like a dream, you know, for a country singer um, starting out and, and kind of wanting to put their music out so everything was perfect and then you know march came around and things are getting a little hectic and especially in the cruise ship realm because there are a lot of yeah. ships that were right. stuck out at sea well i actually ended up being one of those ships oh god oh no yeah i know and i was out <laughs> there we had no passengers which was really great um it was just yeah. the crew but i was probably in the best case scenario at that time because we had no um we didn't have the virus on our ship. So it was pretty safe for me just being yeah. out there and not being around everything. Um, but it was it of—it was was kind of, it was very hard just because there wasn't much you could do while there's no passengers. And now I was sitting yeah. in my cabin a lot. And the only thing I really did was I wrote a bunch of songs. I was so <laughs> kind of bored. So I just kind of wrote and was getting ready to go back to Nashville whenever they let us off. And
0: a well, month later
2: yeah. in April um they let us off i was based in la and it was crazy because i didn't really understand how much was going on in the world till i got off the ship
0: oh wow um, yeah
2: so when i got off there was so many people but you walked
0: into a new world
2: i did it was so crazy um and i saw everything happening like on the news mm-hmm. and stuff but yeah. definitely like i didn't see it for my own eyes until then Oh, well. Um. Yeah. Everybody. It was, was like you were in a hazmat.
0: movie. There, you were on the ship. I could see a movie doing that, and you're yes. stuck out there. salt yes. And it's a whole new world. A different
1: world.
2: It, it for real was, and um, <laughs> it was really scary. So many people were in hazmat suits, wearing masks. I had to wear like so much coming off the ship just because they didn't know like what we had been infected or if anything came from us um and then i ended up going back to ohio which is where i'm from in cincinnati and i quarantined for a month there which was kind of awful because i was really wanting to be back in nashville um you know kind of pursuing my career more but nothing was going on in the world and I just was starting to realize that months later after everybody else had already known it you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I ended up going back to Nashville a month after I was there so it took two months for me to really kind of get back into the, the the gist of things and so I got back to Nashville in May and when I was there, I also had a quarantine there and no shows were going on and there was there was no writers around, nothing. Um, and it just kinda took a toll on on everybody living in Nashville, all the singer songwriters and artists. Um, we weren't making as much money as we used to because of the shows. And yeah. everybody just started, you know, doing Zoom rights and trying to do the best that we could. But honestly, I think it was a blessing in disguise as well for me as as horrible as COVID was and all of the quarantining. Um, I think it was a really great break for everyone in Nashville to kind of get back to where we started and our roots and dive down into really like who we are as a people. Um, so yeah, I took that whole year and, and kind of really decided like who I wanted to be as an artist and Mm -hmm. how I wanted like my fans to see me and what kind of music I really did want to put out. So around the end of 2020, um, I started doing writers rounds again, as they were opening up, everybody was still wearing masks, just being protective, um, and kind of getting out all of the songs that I wrote through that. Mm (laughs) So um, it, ended, it ended up not being super awful for me personally, um, but it it definitely was a struggle, too.
0: You know, that's like for us, you know, it's funny you said January 2020 when you went on that boat. Mm-hmm. January 2020 was when we launched the show. Yes, January
2: 2020.
0: <laughs> wow. Our original plan was, you know, to do 100 interviews that first year. We thought if we could do mm-hmm. that, it, 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 it we have a great a foundation. Job. And then COVID uh-huh. happened.
2: Oh my I, gosh! I was
0: like, okay. Th- I told Sandy, this is our silver lining. We just need to run hard. Yes. So, and have you
2: always done it through uh, virtual, like video calls, though?
0: Well, it's well. If you start out with just audio.
2: Audio. Okay.
0: And and because and last
1: October we can't and COVID
0: exploded the show video. enough to where we end up doing over three hundred interviews last year. We're we're almost at four hundred and fifty now.
2: That's incredible. <laughs> that probably made it super easy on you guys, though, too, because so many artists were itching to just do something again. And you guys had right. created this show and it was something we could do from our home. So that is pretty, pretty amazing for y'all, too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a crazy adventure. And, you know, <laughs> a and, lot of fun. You know uh-huh. when you look at the past, some of your big hosts out there of shows, some of your kind of inspiring people. We're actually going to get to interview this guy, John Kesh, next month. Mm oh fun and and, you know knowing that you know he kind of went the path that we're trying to go a little Mm -hmm. little bit here I was like so it's gonna be a really cool for us that's amazing wow
2: congrats on y'all's success (laughs) too it's so great oh thank you so a lot
0: of people would ask when did you know you want to do music but I like to go deeper than that when did it click that this could be a career move for you Oh, my gosh.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I've been singing country music ever since I was a little girl. And that's probably the first answer you got. But <laughs> growing up, um, I actually, I was a kid of doing multiple things. Like, I played so many sports. I did musical oh, wow. theater. I also wrote songs starting at the age of 10, 11. And there was just so many different things that I really wanted to be good at, you know. Yeah. But not everything was my passion. Um, and country music just always stuck. To me, and it was a special place in my heart, especially with my family. It was a huge thing with my parents, and they would take me to Nashville all the time, almost every year growing up as a kid, and they saw how much I loved it. And uh, by the time I got to high school, that's when I was playing um, volleyball and softball, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about running track. But at the end of my sophomore year, I was doing all of that stuff, and especially with musical theater and doing all that. I was like, I need to pick one thing and stick (laughs) with it. (laughs) So I ended up quitting sports because I knew I loved singing so much, and I stuck with – I did musical theater. um, And in my high school, I was actually blessed with having a recording studio in there, and I would go in and kind of record my songs and um, do projects uh, with different – school school projects with recording music and writing songs which was really cool so i kind of stuck with that path but i truly didn't know if it was exactly it yet or not just because i didn't have that moment yet so i got a job when i was 16 to work at an amusement park in cincinnati called coney island not the big one in new york there's a smaller (laughs) one Yeah. yeah you know it and um i did uh live shows there I'd sang yeah. dance. I did all that, and he's um,
0: from Kentucky, and I was born in Cincinnati, so <laughs> so
2: yeah. you totally Cincinnati, know it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cute little park, um, but yeah, they oh, <laughs> I'm a <fun> <laughs> <laughs> Fix that a second, um, but um, they ended up putting me into the country shows there, so I was like, oh, okay, wow. so country yeah. music is definitely my thing. Um, I definitely want to pursue this somehow. So that same year, that summer I had just turned 17. And like you said, in my bio, that's when I had got the, I was so blessed. I got the opportunity to, um, sing with Keith Urban in Cincinnati and I spent the whole day with him. I think I really, I think it was, um, the Lord's way of saying like, this is like your shot. This is your, this is a glimpse into your future. And I want you to take this. And take and do it for yourself. Like you're yeah. seeing it now, but I really want you to figure out how to get there. So I did it, and I sang in front of twenty thousand people with Keith Urban, and wow. so many people are just like, "What was that like?" Audience, super crazy. Like I, people always asked me if I was nervous, um, and you can look at the video too. I, I really, I wasn't nervous. I think the only thing I was kind of nervous about was the fact that. This was something that I've always wanted to do, and um, you
0: prepared all your life for that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I and I just didn't know um, until that moment that I was like literally singing. Like I remember, I have a imagery picture in my head of the audience and looking over at Keith Urban just singing with him and him like jamming on the guitar I was like (laughs) this is exactly what I want my career to be and I'm gonna make it happen no matter how long it takes somewhere along the line I'm gonna do it so um, I think that was definitely the the moment that made me really want to pursue country music somebody
0: asked how many shows have you done
2: how many shows I don't know. I've done so many now just being after that. I was a senior in high school in Cincy and I automatically after that, I just moved to Nashville because I wanted to pursue it. And I have done, I don't even know over maybe 300 to 500 shows just in Nashville. It could be more, (laughs) (laughs) but, and especially the cruise ship jobs too. Um, Mm -hmm. I performed every night on that. So I've done so many. And,
0: and, you know, that's like for our show, you know, there's been several dreams that we've had in the past Mm -hmm. and I've had. And we kind of said, you know what, when this started taking off, like this is what it's like. God shined down. Like, okay, I'm going to give you some really great artists, artists and Mm -hmm. start there. And it was like God shining down, saying, you know what, this is what you're supposed to do. And so we we basically dropped every dream we had outside of this
1: pour into
0: this show. And I'm 49, I'm about to be 50. And, and you know, yeah. and it's funny. <laughs> this month. Yeah. But, you know, I was, yeah. it was funny because Sandy and I will talk sometimes about our past and we've been married almost 19 years. And so Congrats. many times I've been in conversations when we're out and about. She knows if I get in two or three minute conversation, it's going to be 60 minutes.
2: And I've, <laughs> and I
0: do this and I've done this thousands of times. She'd get so mad sometimes. <laughs> and, and now we're like, oh, that was preparation. For our thirty and sixty minute shows. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, and that's just so crazy to think about how God can just lead you into a path where it's like something huge is going to come from this. You just have to wait, be patient, and yeah. that's incredible. And that shows for you guys too. It's, it's crazy how a life works out.
0: And the patience is really tough for me. I've you know I've I've always been had my hands in multiple things, and it's like. You know you want the show to grow and it's growing and it's like okay it's not fast enough because of course i'm like you as an artist you're probably like oh yeah you, know, you want to be at that stadium tour tomorrow Yeah, but we've had to be consistent just like i'm sure you had to be
2: right and it's the little shows and the little preparations that will lead you to the, the bigger things and. A lot of people just don't realize that like they just really want to play like big stadiums already, but you have to have that practice and that rehearsal and um, the more that you you do it, the more the better it will be and I think that's why it does happen that way.
0: Mm And, you know, yeah. speaking of this perfectly to where I want this to go now is, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Luke Bryan, of a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie and Miranda. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about it because I think so many people kind of gloss over this side of it.
1: They do. Correct.
0: So let's let's go there. What, tell us a little bit of the sacrifices you've had to make personally just to get to where you are even today. Oh, Yep. <laughs> there you are.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Somebody was calling me.
1: <laughs> oh, no problem. We understand. We've had that happen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: OK, so the sacrifices, that's what I heard.
0: Yeah. But basically yeah. tell us a little bit about the sacrifice side that you've had to make to get to where you are today. Cause I think that people need to hear this.
2: Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, I mean, I gave up everything that I had in my hometown and I, I moved to Nashville that, I mean, that was even a huge sacrifice. My whole family's there. I'm, I'm down here alone. Um, and, and I've just, I've, I've given up a lot just to be able to pursue this career and, and, I don't know, there's just, there's so many, also so many opportunities that I did get handed. I feel like, not, not handed, but, like, I worked yeah. towards, yeah. but also, yeah. you know, maybe just didn't work out because something bigger was coming. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. like, for example, when I uh, was on American Idol from, that was from when I did sing with Keith Urban because he he was a judge at the time.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, there was, there was a lot of no's in that, too. And I think those little things... Of just getting so many rejections, um, that for example, just keeps me keep keep on going, you know. Because there's, I feel like there's so much that I have to offer to this world, and there's so much that I really want to not really show people, but the the feeling of having somebody really connect with you, mm-hmm. and this is why I do I do love doing live shows, um, is because those people love to hear experiences from others as well because there's so many different things that can go on in somebody's life and a lot of people can feel selfish in that and Mm -hmm. um think that's only happening to them you know but Mm -hmm. when a songwriter an artist writes about that and Mm -hmm. gives away all of their emotion and puts it out (laughs) like that's a lot for that
0: vulnerable spot
2: It's so vulnerable, but because so many people also go through those things, that's why we all do this because they want others to really feel like you're not alone and that we go through it too. And especially big artists, they go through all of that as well. Like it's it's just so crazy. And all these, all these sacrifices have led up to where I am today. And I truly just, I would never change one bit of what has, what has happened to me at all.
0: Because you know, like a lot of artists have said this, and we feel this way too. Where where you're looking at the sacrifices, and you're paying that price, and you're wanting it to grow, and you're you're building, and then you see your friends, and they're getting <laughs> married, and they're they're, they're <laughs> they keep posting, oh, got this new promotion, got this new promotion, and and you're like, when is it going to happen? You know,
2: yeah, and that also goes into like my personal life, you and uh-huh. anybody, any artist's personal life, because you see so much about you know, releasing music and and having a a platform and social media is terrible with all that. Mm
1: -hmm. But there's Mm -hmm. so much
2: that goes into like I was coming into Nashville. I was in a relationship for six years and I'm not anymore. I'll I'll tell you that Um, Mm -hmm. that's been gone for about a year now. And there's that was a huge sacrifice, just Mm -hmm. letting that go, too, because there's so much in my career that I feel like. Could have benefit so many people, and at that point in in my relationship, it wasn't really doing well for me as a person yeah. and for my yeah. career. Mm-hmm. So that was even a big thing for me to let go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I tell you what, I I feel like it's it was another huge blessing for me to do that too. <laughs> as much as much as I loved that relationship, it was definitely super super hard. But
0: is that where breakup season come from? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, tell us about tell that us song. Tell
2: so, okay, so I'll I'll tell you a little go into detail about what happened. I got broken up with around November of last year and I kind of took that as a blessing in disguise just because mm-hmm. it, there was yeah. so much happening in our relationship that I also didn't see and I just kind of wanted everything to work out and be fine. Mm-hmm. But um it it wasn't to me i felt like my my life was kind of falling apart but also i knew deep down somewhere that this was a really great opportunity yeah. mm-hmm. so i i ended up i started writing really sad songs cuz i was sort of like <laughs> giving yourself to somebody for that long is is kind yeah. of depressing yeah. when when you break yeah. up and so mm-hmm. going into that right. when we wrote breakup season i was like it, it was in february and i was like you guys, I wrote it with a bunch of, of guys, which is so wow. funny, is. <laughs> like four different guys. And I was like, you guys, I just, I've been writing really sad songs. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, sad. Like I'm really depressed, but like, I, I know people, people write sad songs about breakups all the time. Like, yeah, I really want to feel better again. And somewhere in there, we said, it's like, it's breakup season. Ah. Ooh. And we were like, that's what we're going to write about and we're going to make it super fun we're going to have make it like a jam song we're going to have you know your girls are going to want to be there like it's it could be a celebration instead of a celebration, you know yeah so oh uh, yes we, so we were just like yeah it's break of season and then we just kind of like went from the chorus into like verses uh-huh. we we're like we didn't want to make it two-two storyline but also yeah. somewhere where yeah. people can connect with it and be like mm-hmm. yeah like i don't you don't need i don't need to talk to you you don't have to call me <laughs> right. like i can do this on my own i got my girls and so it's just like it was so At funny that point, right?
0: you had the guys
2: <laughs> i know got like, literally all the guys were like yeah we got the girls in the car we're jamming it was just so fun <laughs> and so i've had that song since february and i didn't know what to do with it i didn't know if i was ready to put it out yet just because of my emotional state i feel like i needed that song for myself all these months Mm -hmm. to feel better and kind of be like all right i this is making me good like honestly that song cured my depression and i was like if this song Makes me feel this way, the the way that I do. I was like, I bet so many other people can relate to this. So I was like, I have to start posting this somewhere. So I did my first TikTok. I was like, you guys, I think I just wrote the breakup (laughs) summer anthem. (laughs) And I was like, once I posted it on TikTok, it just went crazy. Oh,
0: wow.
1: It took off
0: from there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Sandy says that music saved her back in high school.
1: Oh, definitely. Music can be very healing. It helps us connect on so many levels.
0: Yes.
2: And there's a song for everything, too. (laughs) That's one emotion you're feeling somewhere. Any mood, anything.
0: And thank God for YouTube, right? You can find anything you want on YouTube.
2: Correct. It's so great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see, um, you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind the artists. In our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. They don't. In our opinion, we we, we want them to have the love on our show. The teams matter. Because yeah. teams do matter. So tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are.
2: Oh, my gosh. So, I I mean, I came to Nashville with nobody. And well. literally trying to find the correct not the correct but like the right people who make you feel like they really believe in you is definitely something difficult to find because there are some people who really just want to like trick you into just paying them and stuff. And that honestly wasn't me i was just trying to find the person who really saw something in me and saw the future the same exact way that i did and um Trevor Perkins was actually no, the first
1: oh, yeah, yeah, the
2: the first guy that saw something in me and I think I was one of his first country artists. Oh wow. Which is also another funny story yeah. because my ex was actually his first client,
0: which is ah. we met. Oh, wow, that's
2: so crazy. truly, you know, everything happens for yeah. a reason and people are so in you your life
0: for that connection.
2: Correct! (laughs) I know so many good things can come out of sad things but so Trevor has been there for me since the beginning and I mean I started releasing music in 2018 but it that was mostly because I knew I wasn't ready as an artist to Mm -hmm. really be the person that I wanted to be but I really wanted to start somewhere so Trevor helped me um with a couple of my first things and Ever since then, I mean he's just he's just been by my side the whole way. Wow. Um, but I also have along the way created some really great teams as well. So this the beginning of this year, um, w- literally the first right was breakup season. Um, my friend now and almost brother, I, I love him to death. His name's Alex Angelo. He's actually from Ohio as well. Yeah, Um, he moved down here. He was just getting his start and he's a producer. He's a a hip hop artist, um, a pop artist, Mm -hmm. actually. Sorry. Um, And he does his own thing. Like he started touring when he was um, a teenager and uh, him and his team kind of saw something in me after we wrote breakup season and they started helping me out. So around that time that I wrote breakup season is when I released is yet my last single Um, and because of breakup season, his team, um, Alex's manager, his name is Bo. He also was like, Hey, you're really great. I think you really have potential and you can go somewhere, especially with all the stuff you and Alex have been writing. Um, let's work together. Let's do something. I want to help you. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, that's really awesome. Now I've had people tell that to me in the past, but they (coughs) know that he was putting himself into me and kind of showing off that not only like i know that i had potential he was also showing me that like there is more potential in me that i didn't know so um yeah he was also one of those first people to really make me feel like oh my gosh like this artistry could like something can definitely happen this year with these guys and especially bringing trevor into it I, i was like i know something could happen so them as a team as us working together he helps me out Bo helped me out a lot with the promotion of is yet and trying to get streams there now that wasn't like a TikTok sensation or anything i just kind of put that out um yeah. as just like a cute little song you know because i didn't really know where i was exactly going next yeah. until after i wrote breakup season um but we were really diving down throughout the whole thing of is yet of what we could do with our, our new stuff and especially breakup season. So that's kind of where all the TikToks came from and sure. all the promotions. And now I'm trying to get myself heard from labels and radio stations. And it's all just because of these guys that believe in me. So it's really awesome to have a team who want you to succeed.
0: Love um, that. And as you know, <clears throat> oh. <laughs> you know, speaking of um teams and family, we've got a third co host that we always bring on yes, our little nine do. year old. So, Sandy's gonna go get him oh, real okay. quick, yes. And, and we've got a two year old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into our show too. I we are love it.
2: What's your two year old's name?
0: The two year old's Caitlin, she's asleep, but Caitlin. um, Caitlin, and then you know, Christopher's our yes so.
2: I know Christopher. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, uh, it's it's definitely been interesting having him on the show, too, because in fact, I think that's one of the things that that's been able to sell us on getting some of the artists we've gotten because they love the family <laughs> atmosphere.
2: It's awesome. And he's so cute. Hi, Christopher. <laughs> You're so cute. He's, Hi, Gracie. So what's your favorite food? My favorite food? That's a really good question. I actually had it last night. I <laughs> eat it almost every week. I love chicken enchiladas. Oh, wow. I Thank love you. it. Mine is pizza. You love pizza? Yes. Pizza is so good. And you
1: can never go with that.
0: And we picked the wrong shirt again today. Oh,
1: uh, we did. He's, 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 we, he's, he's body. bodyless. Wait, that's so funny. He's just a head.
0: <laughs>
2: so uh, what's your favorite TV show? Hmm. So that's really funny. That's that's a really, really good question. I actually don't watch TV. Oh, wow. Uh... Fun fact about me, but I do love watching YouTube. Uh, I I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos. and
0: YouTube's kind of a new TV. It is.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is. There is a YouTube TV, but my favorite (laughs) is watching um, family videos on
0: YouTube. Uh, And what's yours? Mine mine
2: is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Oh, that used to be one of my favorite shows growing up.
0: (laughs) And and what's been pretty cool about it is because he watches a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon shows now. Yeah. And so a lot of the uh, actor and actresses that are on his shows have come on our show.
2: Oh my gosh. That is but so exciting. Like one of the last
0: ones was pretty cool that we had. Um, we had the girl that plays Destiny on Bunked On.
2: No way. How cool was that?
0: That was great. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> one, of his, Bunk's one of his favorite shows. So it was really yes. cool. When, were you when, starstruck? Huh? Were you starstruck?
1: Uh, a
2: little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Just like we had a couple
0: people from Side Hustle because he loves that show too. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: So, so
2: next. Okay, so what's the favorite movie? My favorite movie. Okay, so I actually have really been into the Marvel movies. Oh, wow. I love, love, love them. I watched them all in order Um, this past oh. month. I couldn't stop watching them. My favorite is Captain America. Mm. Mm, and what's yours? Mine is the Minions movie. The Minions. That yeah. one is a good
0: one. Yep, he loved the Minions. He loved Despicable Me. All, all that whole they, they built a really crazy brand, I tell you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they really did, but it's so awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess sometimes he won't be watching it, and Sandy and I'll be sitting there like into it. And like, oh, oh yeah. he's not even watching it no more.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you guys were like, really into it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We love him too.
2: Bye, thanks. Bye, Christopher.
0: <laughs> That's short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I think sometimes he tries to forget, let it make sure that that he don't say anything about the shirt, so we'll forget.
2: Yeah. That's like, so
0: funny. I think it's the coolest thing that you see part of him.
2: <laughs> he, he, liked, he likes just being a head.
0: Yeah, <laughs> floating head. He thinks <laughs> it's hilarious. Hey, I'm a
2: floating head. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: beautiful. if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be?
2: Oh my gosh. That's an amazing question. Holy cow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd want to write with, hmm Dolly Parton
1: that would be a good one. Oh, that would that She's was so amazing. sweet and I
2: feel like um I feel like my voice is almost a little bit similar to her she has such this like pure tone yeah. um and I feel like mine is kind of the same way and I and her, the the way I mean the person that she is I mean she's dolly for president like that's what i always say she's the queen like she's just the sweetest person and has a really really great worth ethic that i would just love to be in the same room with her and collab
0: (laughs) now this question probably has a thousand different answers but just think of the first thing that pops in your head okay Um, what is a song you've heard that you wish you wrote
2: that is so good so i was actually just talking about this with one of my friends the other day, and it's funny because I had I said this literally talked about this earlier. Uh, yeah. So Maren Morris has a song on her girl album called mm-hmm. "A Song for Everything," mm-hmm. and I had always want I, I had always said there's a song for everything. And when she put that out, I was like, "That is so genius!" <laughs> like I could have wrote a song literally about that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I I listen to that song all the time. It's it's so great.
0: That's awesome. So back in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. That's one awesome. And um, one of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us then is of the t of what she's living now. I mean, she knew where she was going and you weren't going to stop her. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years?
2: Five years. I and These questions, I always, I'm such a in the moment type of person and whatever happens in that moment, whatever decisions you make then and there will lead to your future.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And um, I just, I hate like thinking about the future because I, I'm so into like what I can do now to get there. But if I do think about it, like I definitely just want to be in more writing rooms with big writers, maybe have a publishing deal um i don't know about a record deal record label deal if it's something like really good because i went to school for it i definitely know like
1: you know what, I, what
2: I need what i way. want the ins and outs mm-hmm. and some yeah sometimes people get really screwed over with record deals but oh, if, if i do mm-hmm. get especially new artists oh yes 100 yeah, yes. percent um but they won't fool me but if there is something <laughs> they if there is something um that is really along the lines of what I definitely want to really? do yeah. independently too, then maybe I will, mm-hmm. but I, this is the biggest one. I definitely want to be able to say I performed at the Grand Ole Opry. Wow. Oh, yes. That's,
0: That's a huge. really good. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember someone telling us that they've been offered to go into that circle Bef- um way before right but
1: without yeah, with,
0: without the singing right. and they won't it's like i will like that mm-hmm. because when, when time safe, sure. i walk it on that mm-hmm. circle it's going to be me performing
2: it's yeah. so and that's true now i mean i have when i was a kid like i used to take tours there all the time like yeah. that's my favorite yeah. place in the world and mm-hmm. I, as a kid i didn't know it but i would step into that circle and i would be like one day i am going to be here wow. But now, ever since I moved here, I've never stepped into it just because I want to be able to say that I was here as a kid picturing this and now I'm back in the circle and now I'm doing it.
0: So this is kind of a twist to a question. Um, You know, let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, (laughs) you're there. If the person you are today could meet meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her?
2: Um, gosh, I would say, see my motto in this world is to just be kind to everyone and do everything in love. And,
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so important.
2: And if, if I'm 15 years from now, I honestly would just say it's okay to make mistakes Mm -hmm. because I'm so fully into other people and um, their feelings and how they perceive the world that sometimes I forget about myself and I feel like I've maybe made a mistake and like forgetting about who I am sometimes. But Mm -hmm. um, definitely I would just say just keep having the kindness in me and um, don't forget about, you know, my meat just yep. keep going because I literally like I I fully I, I didn't think about myself until after probably my breakup this whole year has been such wow. a crazy whirlwind for wow. me mentally and physically that um, I've learned a whole lot about myself like there's so much love that I have for me now that I didn't oh, know I had cool. yeah so mm-hmm. I honestly like I would just say like the whole the whole love thing is just huge mm-hmm. and if I can keep that and, and be good and kind to myself the rest of the way, then keep doing it. Awesome. Okay. And how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet? Um, I would say it, it's country pop for sure. Like I love country. And I've, I've always listened to like 90s to early 2000s country, and that's what mm-hmm. I wanted no, to do as an artist but when i when i came to nashville and i started coat riding and all this stuff it ended Mm -hmm. up being country pop i couldn't help but with carry the pop tunes with me so (laughs) definitely country pop i would say if i compare myself to someone it would be a mixture of maren morris and Lainey wilson
1: awesome and what are some sources of inspiration for your songwriting
2: Um, definitely my breakup. (laughs) (laughs) I think this whole breakup, Gracie has definitely showed off like who I really am as an artist for me personally, because, you know, I mean, this, these past six years being in Nashville, I've been writing songs and I've been in love and I just never felt like it was really it yet and I didn't know what it was Like yeah. I, I loved all the songs I wrote but I was like something's missing and this year finally I really feel like I'm there like this is it
1: <laughs> awesome and uh, what would you like your legacy to be as an artist what would you like to be most known and remembered
2: for Um, being personable I really want to connect with people <clears throat> not just through like if they see me like as fame because i definitely not doing this for fame at all right. i definitely i just want people to know like they're not alone in anything that they feel emotionally and i go through it everybody goes through it and i and even i'm going to i'm going to say this i've gotten 20,000 followers since i <laughs> posted um, release break of season and it's kind yeah. of scaring me. But <laughs> also, I'm super excited because now I know that there's so many people I don't know that are going to see I, like me as a person on there. I don't want to just show off like just streams, just songs, just yeah. these things yeah. I'm doing, just shows. I really want them to know like I'm a person too. And so I'm just trying to figure out ways to show them like how I can do that. And, um, just kind of showing them into my life and like every day you know, speaking of fans yes. tell
0: us a fan story
2: Oh yeah, um,
0: that a, fan inspired, story? yeah a fan story that yeah. inspired you where because you know again it's all about connecting with the fans so tell oh, us yeah. one of those stories
2: um gosh <laughs> i mean there's there's so many people online like i there there's people from the start that have stayed with me and and stuck up with me to now and th- they're not many that i have met in person just because i haven't really gotten to really tour yet and yeah. meet yeah. people, and I definitely have um, this year, but um, they're just the people that really kind of keep me motivated and and know that like there are people out there who do want to listen to me, and I know if they are wanting to listen to me, there's going to be so many different more people. Um, but an in-person thing. So this just happened to me recently. Huh. Um, I had so I play downtown Broadway in Nashville, and. Yeah. I was at Honky Tonk Central one, one night um, doing a late night show and I was getting ready. I was putting my, doing a little mic check, you know, getting everything ready for the show. And these two girls walk up to the stage like right before we start playing and they're like, oh my gosh, are you, you're on TikTok. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, like I, I, I'm on TikTok. I post some of my songs on there once in a while and they're like, yeah. no, like we <laughs> love your new song, Breakup oh, Season. Uh, and I was like, yeah oh my gosh. And at this point it wasn't out yet. Yeah. It was just on TikTok. So I was like, oh my gosh, you're (laughs) new? They're like, yes. Like we are, we've, we've been following you ever since we saw that video of you posting it. And we think it's awesome. And, um, there at this point, like I knew it was coming out and I had a release date and, um, they were like, can can you play it? Can you play it? And so they, they, um, they tipped me to, a to play the song and they were really excited and what was really cool about it too is they own a boutique and they're Mm -hmm. not from i forget exactly where they're from but they were from out of town and they were like Um, you're awesome. We love you. Um, I really want to send you like clothes to be able to perform in. I I own a boutique. Like we love you and we think you're going to go places. Like just, just message me and I I exchange numbers with them and they're sending me like a bunch of clothes and stuff to be able to, to perform in. And I'll post about them too and get their, their name out. But like, it's just those little things that are like, oh my gosh, like, they love my music and they also want to exchange in return for, for something that they're also working on. And that's exactly like what I want to do. So help others.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. It's so cool. And tell us a little bit about
1: your doggy that we've seen. <laughs> on the there. This
2: girl. So I'm actually dog sitting for some friends. This is, a, okay, this is a, this is Shady baby girl. She's a little Yorkie and then they have a golden doodle outside as well, but she's a little crazy. So she's, outside.
0: (laughs) but yeah. So um, what's a piece of advice you'd give it? Let's say an artist is just getting started and, but they know that they've been called to this. They really felt in their heart that this is what they're supposed to do. What advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next few years?
2: Um, Don't be afraid to be yourself and especially going into co-writes or just kind of figuring out who you are as an artist, don't look at other artists. It it doesn't really help. Um, I mean, it does in the long run of like having like, wow, I have these big dreams and that person is inspiring me to do it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do that. But the way that they did it was because they're themselves, And that's what a lot of smaller artists don't really realize. Um, Nobody wants another Kelsey Ballerini. Nobody wants another Marin Morris. They want somebody who's going to show off a new thing to country music or new things to any music industry. And if you do that, it'll work out in the long run (laughs) for you.
0: I love that answer because I remember when we first launched a show, I reached out to a Nashville friend of mine and asked him what advice he'd give our show as we get started. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget what he said because He said, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He said, he says, you could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bentley joke. He says, and you might be good at it and create some type of audience. But the day will come when Authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to you. They were attracted to your fake. Correct. If you start and stay authentic, you may grow slower, but you'll grow with the right people.
2: Correct. Yes. It's, it's such a good answer.
0: So as we come to a close here, um, you know everybody how they can reach out to you. Yeah.
2: yeah, so I'm on all socials at uh, the Gracie Carroll everything. Um, you can check me out on YouTube. I have all my stuff on there. Uh, my website is just graciecarol.com. Um, I think that's I think that's everything. Yeah, you can go check me out. I would love it. Everything also on Spotify. Uh, App music i'm gracie carroll um go check out breakup season
0: and <laughs>
2: oh yeah love it <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> and you know we really enjoyed having you on the show today we, we look forward to some updates down the road
2: thank you you guys are awesome and i'm also super super proud of your success and everything you guys have been up to um keep going keep keep interviewing all these artists it's really cool you never know who's going to actually make it and,
0: maybe yep. you'll, you'll oh, you you also do Justin Ballerina years ago and look that's so true.
2: cool now and, and now you can say that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's just I mean we interviewed we interviewed it for New Country Buzz and all that um, right. yeah a few years not the Chris yeah. Sandy show yet right. but we'll have some of those stories too of rising artists right. that we brought on and, oh, and I mean because we interviewed um Kaylee Hammock Tenille arts.
2: Tenille arts, amazing! oh my gosh teniel arts is doing really well too she
0: is yeah we kind of joked when after we got off with teniel arts we said you know what she's our kelsey we're like
2: that
1: song she has <laughs> is going number one it did cause, cause yeah. you know,
0: when we brought kelsey on her song was at number 28 at the time right mm-hmm. and we said after that it'll be number one and it, and it went number one and when wow. teniel arts came on her song was at what, what was it um uh, like
1: 20
0: or 25
1: Maybe even further down than that. Either know, way, she wasn't. Number,
0: yeah. But we said, you know what? She's going to be another number one. And sure enough.
2: Oh, man. She is climbing. Mm-hmm. She's doing it. It's amazing. All
0: mm-hmm. right. Uh, you know, again, we enjoyed having you. Thanks.
2: I love y'all. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Bye. Thanks. We
2: Bye. You. Bye. Thank you.